Lisa Jewell with Noonday Nuggets. All right, our nugget today piggybacks off of yesterday. I don't always do that, but something will come to me while I'm recording about one topic and I think about another. I'm like, oh man, I should talk about that as well, but I don't have time trying to keep all these short. Today we're talking about shoulda, woulda, coulda. Man, oh man. I remember when I learned, because I was saying statements with one of my coaches, well, he should take out the trash. Um, She should clean her room. Well, they could at least unload and load the dishwasher. I mean, I would have rotated clothes. I would have picked that up when I walked by it. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And so he asked me, "How how is shaming your children working for you? I said, what, where did shame come from? I mean, did you hear, there's nothing that I said that any parent on the planet wouldn't agree with. I mean, are you telling me they shouldn't take out the trash or load the dishwasher or unload the dishwasher or rotate the clothes without being asked? Like, are you joking me? He said, that's not even what I'm talking about. Yes, I believe children should do chores, but you shaming them, how's that producing results? I was like, what? He was Lisa, listen, those words are shaming. And and shame can be painful. It's exposing. It's disapproving. Um, it causes people to be self-defensive. Are you experiencing any of that with your kids when you make these statements to them? And based on how you shared them with me, um, your body language, tone, he goes and you're kind of verbally expressive, so yeah. Or you have um, verbally, I mean, Lord, verbally. You have very expressive personality, he said. And so I can only imagine what your face looked like. He goes, and you keep doing that. It, it gets into their head and, and someone's behavior literally can change. That's when you'll find that people start to avoid or, or go to the extreme and actually retaliate. So how about, I mean, because at the end of the day, shame never produces the results you want. And it only produces more shame, which again, could potentially get into someone's psyche there. So how about, please take out the trash tomorrow so I don't have to worry about it. Please pick up your room. Doing so shows me that you care about or appreciate the things that we bought you. You know, when you rotate laundry, that's a way of showing that you that you care. It's in the little things that produce consideration or it's in the little things that you do that are considerate that actually not only shows you care, but deepens a relationship. You know, when you pick up things that aren't yours, man, that really blesses my heart. He goes, what if you change your languaging to something like that? Instead of shoulda, woulda, coulda. I said, I don't even think I say it that much anyway. We both laugh because even though I hadn't tracked it, I don't know, somehow a lot of things were coming to my head in all of my conversations with a lot of different people. Just even giving my opinion. Well, they shoulda, they coulda, I woulda. Yeah, it's probably you're probably thinking of some things that are coming to your head as well. Listen, that's your nugget for today. I challenge you to become in tune with when you're using shoulda, woulda, coulda and see about changing that sentence structure 
and thinking about when you use that word, are you bringing, not are you, you are bringing shame on that person. Oh, well, she should have. If I was in that situation, I would have. Yeah, you're shaming the other person. And I know that's not our intention. So anyway, practice that. Can't wait to hear about that. Write it down. Notice when, where, and how you say shoulda, woulda, coulda. All right. I look forward to hearing their good reports. Have a good one.